0: Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. Hello.
1: We haven't been on like a recording schedule where like we're recording the week of for a really long time. And we are back to that, which is bad for us, but good for y'all.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I have been in my head working myself up to this week because it's just going to be such I mean it has been and is and will be a very busy week for me. Um mm-hmm. I started my week off with finals and finishing classes up and then um 2 days from now it's Wednesday. So to on Friday morning at 5:30 I will be leaving for Missouri for one of my best friends weddings. Um very excited for that but it's just a lot. And yeah, so I'm very excited. But I also um, feel like just so much, like so many tiny things, especially like I'm doing my own hair and makeup.
1: yeah. So
0: like I have to have just like so much stuff. And yeah. there's just like so, I mean, when you're traveling, there's so many little things that you need to get already that mm-hmm. you don't really anticipate until like the week of. Yeah. And then there's so many things that I need. Like, for the bachelorette party, I need things for, like, makeup. I need things for my hair. I needed to get, like, fake tan. I need to do my – I need to do my nails. Like, there's so many things. Yeah, it's always frantic,
1: like, stuff going on. Yes.
0: But I am excited. What about you, Katie? How has your week been going?
1: I – okay, so I talked about St. Patrick's Day last episode, and I was telling Alexis this earlier. So, um (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> so there's a parade in Baton Rouge. So it's, when you're listening to this, St. Patrick's Day Day is tomorrow? No, not when you're listening to this, yes. when we're recording this. Yeah, when we're you're we're listening to this, yeah. St. Patrick's Weekend already happened. But on Saturday, there's a St. Patrick's Parade in Baton Rouge. And yesterday, I discovered that at a bar, you know, on the parade oh. route, there is a party slash, I don't know what it is, but Flo Rida and Nellie are performing. <laughs> <laughs> And my friends and I were like, "This has to be like just like a joke. Like it has to be like they're just like playing their music." And then we were like, "No, like they're actually going." And we were like, "Well, we have to go. Like, why is this <laughs> so inexpensive? Like, what? Right. Like, what's going on?" So we bought tickets and we're going. Um, so that should be stupid and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. That's just like the kind of thing that just like doesn't happen in Baton Rouge, where like anything.
0: Oh, it's in Baton Rouge. Yeah. I thought I was in New Orleans. What the heck?
1: No, dude, it's in, like, it's, like, 15 minutes from my house. Like, what's going on? What? So weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so funny. Um, but, yeah, I don't, so so, genuinely, it's just gonna be. Strange, yeah. It's just gonna be so weird, but Cora is coming, if you guys listen to her episode on the pod. Um, and then one of my best friends from high school is coming into town I haven't seen her in a very long time and by very long time I mean three months (laughs) um but yeah I'm really excited to see her so that should be fun um and if you listened to last week's episode you heard that Rue had a vet appointment it was today and she got cleared so she was able to go on her first walk today after heartworm treatment we're we're taking it slow so it was just like a 10 minute walk but she had so much fun she was sniffing everything she was like laying down in the grass (laughs) I don't know what was she was going crazy but it was very fun now she's like really really tired so perfect
0: now you can take her on walks and tuck her out before recording
1: yeah (laughs) remember when I used to have to take her on like 30 minute walks for her to calm down that was before I got a grip on her like now I'm just like okay you know Mm -hmm. if she she, yeah what's she gonna do
0: yeah
1: she's also figured out what I think she knows the microphone comes out it's time to take a nap She's actually the mean? third co-host of the podcast, in case you guys didn't see the Yes,
0: TikTok. didn't see that TikTok. Okay, so my question also, so not on topic, but... So, I posted a story, and I asked what the best, like, self-tan is. And I didn't go with anyone's suggestions, but I found... I went... I <laughs> read something I suggested online. something. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to try that one, the Saint-Tropez. Um,
1: it's very expensive.
0: Ashley, yeah, whatever, yeah. But, um... I wanted to try one new, because I already have had the Saint-Tropez before, and, like, I like it, but it kind of, like, when it's wearing off, it wears off very weirdly, like, Mm -hmm. you look not well, um, and so I looked up something of, like, best self-tan for, like, very pale people, like, literally a ghost sheet, sheet of paper, um, and I read one, and it said that it, like, faded nicely, which I was, like, all right, okay, um, and surprisingly, it was Ulta brand. Hmm. And I've never tried this kind where you like, it goes on really dark and then you sit with it and then you wash it off and then it develops. And so mm. I did one last night. But my question is, because I don't think I want to take it to the wedding, because I think there's there's literally 11 bridesmaids I know, sort of two of like I know I know well two of them and then I like sort of know a few others but I don't know a lot of people at this wedding and like I don't want to be like naked putting can fake you tan, tan back? can yeah. you like, get my back like oh yeah. god so and also I just like don't want to be like especially because this kind you have to wait like three hours and then you have to and it develops like it just wouldn't work for a wedding day but, my question is, do you think I should do it tonight and then also like I did it last night? Should I do it because it's not developed like enough at all, but do you think I should do it tonight and then also Thursday, or should I wait tonight not do it and then do it tomorrow?
1: I would just do it Thursday Okay, because yeah. I can already see you sending me a photograph of yourself of and the you look like yeah. an upalpa dot com and then yes. then there's a problem I think we got a problem because
0: like the good thing because I already did it and it's straight up like what I like is like it's not orange like I literally don't look orange like at all but I think if I did it too much I could overdo it
1: yeah I the one that like I like the Saint-Tropez one but I also like there was one that I was using for a while in college now now this was I, I can't really necessarily say that it was good Um, because I might've been orange. I don't know. Um, but it was from Ulta and it was so cheap and I can't remember what it was called. That's why I didn't recommend it. And also because I don't trust myself. Um, but yeah, I like a foam, but I really like, if you do it right, I like a spray tan. Mm
2: -hmm. I think that,
1: I mean, that's like what I did for college graduation and Mm -hmm. you got to get like the right colors and not get it too dark, but I do like Mm -hmm. a spray tan. Um.
0: Yeah. I've never gotten a spray tan and what's so, so annoying is that literally I think it was Twenty, twenty like twenty twenty Christmas. Yeah, my stepmom gave me this gift card to this like beauty store that like also does like spray tans, and I had kept it like I forgot about it for a year because I just put it in my wallet and completely forgot about it. And then I was like, Oh, I'll use it for Caitlyn's wedding. And then I was at Marshalls getting something for the wedding, pulled out of my gift cards, and then it was in there. I'm like, Oh my god, I was supposed to get a spray tan, but I haven't set up an appointment and I'm, yeah. like, way too busy, like, I can't, Just so for your now money. I'm, yeah, I was thinking of that, but then I'm, like, is this, is this gift card gonna last, like, three years, probably, but, yeah. <laughs> okay, speaking was...
1: of tans, though, have you seen, this might be a rumor, and I might be gullible, and everyone might be pranking me, but I'm pretty sure, like, the literal senate is trying to get rid of daylight savings time, or keep it. Yeah,
0: st- yeah, no, y- Basically, the proposal is that next year for daylight savings time, it just stays like that. Yeah, so, so this, it's
1: this. It's yeah. this all the time.
0: Yeah, and I am I would be fine with that because in Vermont, it gets so dark so early in the winter. I
1: agree, like, but also it kind of feels like that's, like, not allowed for people to change. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. It definitely does feel, like, off, but at the same time, like, I think if someone had told me that, like, Three months from now, I'd be like, absolutely not. But since it was daylight savings like yesterday, I struggled so much on Monday. Like, I was not happy.
1: Yeah. And also, it's hard for like animals, like pets. Yeah. Winston Um, was
0: like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: like babies. Like, it's hard for them. And I mean, like, obviously, this is the one we would want to keep where it's like dark later. But yeah, right. Anyway, I hope that that passes. Um, But should we go ahead and get into the episode? You're going to have to explain what it's about because I don't know. (laughs) I'm (laughs) just here. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm very excited for this episode, honestly, just because I love this class so much. Um, I'm going to be talking about – well what I didn't say. Well, I guess I did say that on Monday I, ended up, I finished my classes. So I have the next two weeks off of break and then I will be doing three classes next quarter, which is going to be a lot because I only took two this past quarter and I was already dying. So I will be deceased in a few months. Um, but just kidding. Um, today, <laughs> didn't Just didn't want to say that for real. <laughs> uh, uh, um, but no, today I'm going to be going over kind of a lot of the stuff that I learned in one of my classes, which is, it's got us the longest names for classes. It's like embarrassing, but it's called Design the Future, Entrepreneurship Principles and Practices.
1: It's just like how to make a business.
0: Yes. Um, And I loved it so much. I was writing out like everything I learned and I literally had to take out half because if I went over everything, it'd be a three hour podcast. So if you guys want me to like go into... Like talk more about this, I'd be happy to. I also originally, originally was going to also talk about my other class, but that class quite frankly was kind of boring. Um, I loved it, but it was very math. So if you want me to talk about math, I will, but I don't want to. Um, So I'm going to start with what I actually think could be helpful for you guys while also entertaining. Okay. Um,
1: I want to know, like, who, like, for the people that are listening, like, who would this be for?
0: Okay. I mean, obviously,
1: you know, but just, like, to get, because I have have no idea what's going on. So I'm like, you guys that are listening. I don't, I mean, I know what Alexis has told me about this class, but, like, I I didn't take it, so.
0: Okay. So SCAD is in, like, 10 weeks. We have, like, quarters instead of semesters. And so it's basically 10 weeks of creating an entire business, and that's Mm -hmm. Going into, like, what is your competition? What, towards the end, you get into, like, numbers. Like, what is your budget? Who are your vendors going to be? Um, you get out into the public. You you know, I've been putting, like, annoying surveys, like, on um, on my stories, like, what you know, the past few weeks. That's part of my class. Um, but I would say that this episode and this class, I mean, not that everyone is about to go drop thousands of dollars on a master's degree at SCAD. Um, but it's really for anyone with a business that's a service, like a, you know, service provider, it's, um, someone who has, you know, wants to have an Etsy shop, it's someone who wants to do, um, their own e-commerce, it's someone who wants to open a physical store, like, that's the thing that I loved about this class, is, like, I created basically this fake skincare business, um, that I'll be doing for my thesis, but my favorite thing is that these like these 10 weeks can be applied to literally anything like any business. And I'll be able to take this knowledge into my further career. So mm-hmm. if I wanted to start a business here in Vermont, I could go back to my syllabus from this class and remember all of these things and go through these practices. Or if I wanted to, you know, if I get hired at a corporate job, I have all of I already know what all of, what they're talking about. they're doing these things um or i can suggest strategies and they'll be like wow she's so smart um but so really my all my thought also is that katie and i have been talking about katie's business and how katie Mm -hmm. wants help with kind of the more like you know businessy not business side you know how to run your business but like yeah yeah yeah. more like business yeah, the setup side and the more like yeah. business model, business strategy side. Mm-hmm. So again, this isn't like everything. This is a totally like, you know, condensed version of the class. But the first thing that you want to go over when you have, you think of something in the middle of the night, like it's 2am, t- you like wake up, have to like write something in your bed. WhatsApp. Just yeah, pop out so of bed. you like, oh, here you go. <laughs> When that happens, the first thing that I want you guys to do is to write an elevator pitch. And I, I'm sure that a lot of you have heard of it. If you don't know what it is, it's basically if you were on an airplane or if your mom's friend asks you what you do for a living. It's like three to five sentences explaining what you do and what your business is. It should be a less than 75 words. Um, And in my class, the professor said it must highlight your product or service, target customer group, value proposition, which is basically like what you provide to your customer, and core competency, I can't say that word,
1: competency, Competency.
0: yes, competent, why is that so
1: hard? I hate that word. Um, Competent, I can say, but not competency. Yeah,
0: competent, whatever, Um, that in your pitch. So... It sound and I remember seeing that I was like eh, whatever, but it really does help to like go through that process and kind of like fine tune things because I think that some like a lot of new entrepreneurial um, or just new entrepreneurs want to include everything and you're like well I do this and I do this and this and this and this okay maybe you do like two of those things but like what's most important what what is someone going to actually care about and what do you do differently than other people.
1: Yeah, and I um, learned in, like, in my business classes that it's, like, if you have, like, you're literally stuck in an elevator, say, with, like, a an investor. And you do yes. the same thing. Like, I learned this in my film classes, too. You do the same thing for movie ideas. Like, you're supposed yes. to be able to, like, pitch it to, like, in a way that makes it seem, like, desirable and, like, a good idea that, like, somebody might want to invest in. So you're not yeah. just, like, being, like, these are all the things that I do isn't that impressive. Like, you're just trying to be, like, this is what I'm doing. This is why it's important.
0: Yes. So, and I that's think that, like. How I learned it. And this isn't something I was going to mention, but like, I think in high school and college, well, it's mostly high school and then like slowly into college, a lot of teachers and professors are like, you got to write like so much, you're going to have to be writing so much in, in, in college and grad school, when in reality, professors want like a max like five minute presentation. And mm-hmm. the, I maybe mean, that's specific to like business school, but that is because investors don't give a shit. They like have time. they don't, they, they don't have time. time. They don't care about you. Like mm-hmm. respectfully, they don't care what your like life story is, unless your life story is like an ins- like a good lead into your pitch. Don't talk like no one cares. Um, yeah. So yeah, so seventy five words. Then I want you to think about, and this sounds raw, like sounds rude but like is your is your product or service actually wanted so what is the problem definition statement that's the bigger Mm -hmm. term of it what does your customer like why why would your customer need this so for example for like social media someone has a business and their problem is that their social media isn't growing their social media Mm -hmm. isn't aesthetic they don't know anything about social media like whatever that's their problem. We also um,
1: we totally glossed over. <laughs> we just said my business. I'm a social media manager, and yes, I'm like yes. offering services to clients outside of just my agency now. So that's what that's yes, why Alexis that's just what, mentioned that's that. That's what
0: yeah, that's what Katie's talking about.
1: <laughs> so if anybody um, needs a social media manager,
0: reach out to Katie. Yeah, um, let me know. Katie Creative Co. um So yeah, so you want to make the problem definition statement, but then but then you also want to say your justification, which is really just that like second part of that sentence of like how that fits in Mm -hmm. to your customer um and then the third thing that's like the initial thing that I want you to do when you're thinking about starting a new business and you can also apply this to an existing business this isn't Mm -hmm. something that you like this whole process can be something that you kind of like just make little changes um but the third thing that I want you to talk or think about is just the environment in which your business would like sit in Mm -hmm. so what does the economy look on a grand scale? But then also like, you know, what are the prices going to be? Maybe what are other Mm -hmm. competitors prices, um, any trends, you know, um, that can Mm -hmm. be like within the market, outside of the market, you know, just really like what would be impacting your business. That's really like the first three things. And that's, that's going to give you like a lot of information. And then you can move once you have that really set, you can move down, into the next thing so the second thing is like a whole beast but it is the competitive landscape and my I think this is my favorite I hated it at first the blue ocean strategy (laughs) canvas I absolutely hated this until I learned that it actually is helpful and so now I love it but basically the concept of blue ocean is you either have a blue ocean or a red ocean a red ocean is when there's basically, like, too much saturation. There's too many, I'm I'm really dumbing it down, Google Blue Ocean if you want to learn more, but it's basically, again, sounds mean, but, like, Etsy, a lot of the time, is a red ocean, because so many people are selling the same thing, Mm -hmm. whereas a blue ocean, you found, like, a really nice, space in the market where you're you can be offering something very similar but you found that tiny little like little difference oh my god okay part of being a bridesmaid love you caitlin so much if you're listening but i am getting so many messages i'm about to like scream okay anyways um but yeah like you just it, it can your blue ocean can uh have to do with like your price you have lower prices Mm -hmm. than everyone else you could have better um branding than everyone Mm -hmm. else so everyone's gonna like be like oh that looks nice
1: um yeah that's like those I feel like a good example of that is like the razors that like have popped up like flamingo and stuff like that like genuinely there is nothing about those razors that sets them apart other than like the aesthetic and the branding like the way that they look and how like they would look pretty in your like shower and people will pay more for that yeah so
0: right exactly and then like but then at the same time like you could be saying like oh this this razor is for single women like why but like you know you're you're advertising to them that creates like a blue ocean strategy Mm -hmm. um for you that you're like you're you're reaching like a specific what the hell I put it on air Airplane mode, and I'm still getting messages. I'm literally about to throw my phone across the room. Ready? I hope that doesn't, okay. it hit the couch. Okay. um, But yeah, so that's basically the Blue Ocean strategy. And it's, like I said, you're just trying to find something that you also, huge thing, that you can't go on Amazon and find within two seconds. Like that is, and I know that's hard to hear, but it. It is important to hear because, um, yeah. I mean, at the same time, I, I guess I'm negating what I literally just said. But, like, let's say Amazon's not very, you know, sustainable. Let's say that you are marketing that you have a more sustainable option, that it's, you know, yeah, not made, it's made, made ethically, whatever. Then that gives you a blue ocean, but you need to mm-hmm. be advertising that because if you're just advertising it in the same way that amazon is so sorry but most likely they're gonna go for the cheaper faster more reliable option yeah um so yeah so then you can also do a competitive nope a sustainable competitive advantage analysis which is basically what we already said but it's just kind of like breaking it down into like easier more swallowable pills so what is your current? What is the uh, customer's current solution? So let's say, um, let's say those like plastic, those um reusable plastic um, Ziploc plastic bags, wrap? yeah, yeah, and the, like yeah. So let's say their current solution is like disposable plastic bags. Direct competitors would be like um, Tupperware. Uh, it could be like plastic wrap. Um, it could be just, like, other brands of Ziploc bags. So, like, the store brand, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, Walmart brand, whatever. Um, and then the indirect competitors would be, actually, yeah, then I guess the direct competitors would be, like, Walmart brand compared to other, you know, versus actually Ziploc. Then the indirect competitors would be, like, the Tupperware, This the, um, what's the shiny paper called? The, like. Um, foil? Yeah, aluminum, <laughs> aluminum foil, like, things like that. Um, but then you can say, oh, no, wow, I'm completely messing up what my analogy is because I was saying that I was doing – I wasn't doing Ziploc. Ziploc is the com- the competitor. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Then the competitive advantage is that you're doing, like, a sustainable option, that you're creating, mm-hmm. you know, something that pe- is desirable for, for people. If it can go in the um, – The washing it like the dishwasher that's a huge sell for people Mm -hmm. like why 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 do people care that's like the whole reason of looking at your competition how do you set in the market and why do people want to buy your product or your service over others so that's pretty much
1: and I I feel like just something that's worth it to mention is so my fridge is like Speaking to me, Um, a lot of the times I feel like when you're a smaller business, price is just, like, you cannot compete with the price of these, like, totally. huge companies that are producing things the way that they are. So you kind of got to be a little more creative because if you try to compete with price, you're going to be making no money. So that's just yes, a thought exa- for the guys, uh, like, fa- all you that are listening.
0: Yeah, a thousand percent. And I also think that, like, dropping dropping the price also, like, is not always the best marketing tactic mm-hmm. because then you're also just telling your customer that lower value. it's lower value. Yeah. So, you can show you can show value and you can demonstrate why a a consumer should choose your product through your customer service, through your better mm-hmm. website compared to others, yeah. um through your packaging, um like all the socials, like all these yeah. different aspects and- you can
1: <laughs> we just like both stopped. Just I was both. gonna say, I was gonna say we learned in one of my classes and one of my marketing classes that um although like having a lower price will work for some people it definitely like people judge your value there's like theories on this like people judge value mm-hmm. of products based on price so it's mm-hmm. why you would pay more for ziploc rather than like yeah exactly the, you know like the Walmart, Walmart brand, brand, depends, brand or whatever you're judging yeah. quality based on price it's I mean totally. it's the same it's like in, in general a lot of that is like is kind of BS like Ziploc and the Walmart brand are probably the exact same but yeah if well like if the Ziploc brand is a little more expensive it's because you see like price equates value in our heads so that's just something to keep totally
0: holding. totally and also I think like marketing and like brand trust and loyalty also adds to that because when you're saying yeah. that I was thinking of um when I was a kid, my mom would always buy the like um store brand medicines. Mhm. But I was like, "Ew, what? Like what? Why would you do that?" But in reality, you look on the back of the box at the ingredients. It's, exactly it's the same, same mm-hmm. exact active ingredient. But those small brands, like the Rite Aid brand, aren't given out like putting money towards advertising the exactly. store brand cuz it's but already like, going to be in their store. Ar- they don't Yeah, but, like, Zyrtec is going to put advertisements out. So, yeah, good Good point. Um, Thanks. Yes. So this is actually something that Katie um, introduced to me before this class, um, but then we really dove into this. So the next thing that I want you guys, if you already have a business or are creating a business, is to think about the customer segments and create a customer profile. We are going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsor. Have you been told that you can make money in your sleep only to realize that it's actually an insane amount of work? Taylor Brands helps that. With its AI-powered platform, you can get your side hustle a logo, website, professional domain name, designs for social media, and even an LLC if you want to go completely legit. It's all just a few clicks away and can be done in one day. If you're anything like Katie and I, you're probably sick and tired of hearing all the hacks for starting a business that don't actually work. And that's why we love Taylor Brands. Whatever your idea is, you can make it look completely legit and actually start selling right through the Taylor Brands platform. And you can even get your LLC just by filling out a 10-minute form and we got you a discount code. Love it. It is Aesthetic40. Just go to taylorbrands.com and use code Aesthetic40. That is A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C 40 at taylorbrands.com using code Aesthetic40 for 40% off. So how do your customers deal with your solution every day. I know that that sentence sounds kind of weird, but Ziploc bags. I know we keep going back to that. But what do you what does your customer usually need to do? They like what's have, the how are
1: they solving this problem? So like yes, if they so, they need to store their food, the way they're solving it is putting it in a Ziploc bag.
0: Yes, exactly. Um and what are they trying to accomplish? They want and I'm not just saying like, oh, they want to put a sandwich in a bag. They want ease they want something that can be used in the dishwasher usually they want something that's not going to like break the bank astronomically sometimes depending on the person they might want something like aesthetic um you know it really depends on like the customer segment that you're Mm -hmm. choosing and that's why it's important to think about the individual customer as a person and not just like literally the world so my dad is a great example of someone who would just go to a gas station or like a Walmart and get like the cheapest Ziploc bags. Whereas Katie and I would probably go somewhere online and find aesthetic cute ones Mm -hmm. that are going to like, you know, add to our lives emotionally. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you really have to think about like, who are, who specifically are you trying to meet? Think of them as a person. Katie and I talked about this in past episodes, but you want to make them like literally a person. You yeah. can give them a name. What's their age? A picture. A picture where do they live? Um, what, to, what is their job? What do they, mm-hmm. when do they wake up in the morning? Like you can get really yeah, Like what's depth. their
1: routine? Like what are their hobbies? Yeah. And I think it's really important to realize at this stage, like obviously ideally, everybody's customer would be everybody in the world like but that's just not the case like you're yeah, never exactly. going to make something that my dad and i would both like you might be able to but there's like that my dad and i would both want so right. you just like and by targeting you're really helping yourself rather than hurting yourself so don't worry about like getting really specific that's like good
2: right because then exactly. you, you basically
1: run all of your ideas whether it's a new product marketing or something by this customer profile you say oh would my customer profile stacy like this if she wouldn't it's probably not on brand feed's it's probably a bad idea
0: yes exactly and so then the next the next step I didn't have this ran down but I I had to cut a lot but I'm adding this because I do think that it's important something that I think I, I keep thinking about like 2020 business like business Instagram <laughs> and I think that something that's like a whole lore but I think that something that a lot of, a lot of us were teaching ourselves business, you know, yeah. we, we didn't even expect to, to have that happen to us really in reality, um, but I think a lot of us wanted to reach everyone mm-hmm. for one, but then we also didn't want to talk to anyone. We didn't yeah. want to like, we wanted to come out with these um, launches and have literally everyone on the face of the earth purchase a product, but we had not interacted with, like interacted that, or had that product interact with the public at all. Mm -hmm. And then we're surprised when it didn't go well. And that's Mm -hmm. like a super generalization. But I think that whether that is, and I, I, I say this with a grain of salt because, or take this with a grain of salt because I think interacting on stories is super important with a product before you launch it. But of course, making a poll that says like are you going to purchase this yes or no is like
1: yeah, don't, no, that's not Don't no. go
0: by that cuz they it, it's going to, you know, bite you in the like butt. um but Katie actually I think did a really great um, had a really great example of this a while ago. I think it was, like, a year ago. Um, but you did, like, a bunch of different designs and then said, like, this would be the product. What do you think is, like, the best? And -hmm. I think that that was a really great way to kind of, like, one, introduce, like, hey, I'm thinking about selling this product. And you were able to kind of get, like, a gauge on whether people were interested in that or not. And then you could also, like, Mm design-wise, kind of, like, Again, get like a gauge of what do people want, what do people not want, what is exciting your customer, what's yeah. not, um, and kind of move from there. It's also great to literally go out into the public. Yeah, and literally like,
1: just like ask people, do you like this? Would you buy this?
0: Yeah, do you like this? Would you buy this? Or um, like, I asked. Like, the a lot of the polls that I did on Instagram stories were, like, about pricing. So, like, let's say Mm -hmm. you are going to... We've been using Ziploc bags. So, like, sustainable Ziploc bags. You can do, like, a survey online of, like, how much would you be willing to spend on a sustainable Ziploc bag? Mm -hmm. And then that gives you really great insight to then move forward and be like, okay, I know that my customer base is willing to spend up to this and really what's surprising for me at least when I did my skincare thing a lot of people are like shockingly willing to spend a lot more than you actually think so yeah putting things like uh, we already covered this but like putting things like, on on a lower price doesn't always need to be the solution so I know I already said that but yeah that's pretty much my whole spiel on customer profile but really just like in a nutshell, what is their issue or their problem or their pain? And how are you going to solve that issue or give them turn their pain into a gain is what we talked about a lot in class. So yeah, so that's customers. And then sorry, I know that I've just been like talking at you, Katie. (laughs) But the next thing is channels and channels is once you get into channels, and I, Katie, I, once I explain, like, what that means, you will agree. But channels is definitely, like, the part of business that I, like, would honestly say, I wouldn't say this to my professor, but I'll say it to you guys. I hate this part. It's horrible. It's annoying. Whatever. But it's basically, like, who are your vendors? Who yeah. are your suppliers? Um, how are you going to ship things? It's hard. Things? Yeah, yeah. Literally the worst um, like, and it's, it's the worst on, like, so many aspects, because it's also, like, once you start selling online, you get so many DMs, like, because people don't want to do the research for themselves, so then they're, like, hey, um, who's your, who, where do, where do you get that, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, so, like, I, I get it, I totally get it, but, like, Google, um, yeah. But also, so, I think, like,
1: we've talked about this before, but even just, like, in this, obviously, this is kind of, like, a larger sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've learned most of this in my marketing classes because marketing is, like, way bigger than you think. Marketing mm-hmm. has to do with, like, every, basically everything, but a lot of positions don't call it marketing. But, like, right. in school, when you study marketing, that's where you learn that because a business program is, like, marketing, finance, yeah. management, basically. So, like, marketing is yeah. where you cover all of this kind of stuff. But you learn about channels and, like, distribution channels and everything. Um, And on a larger sense, like, there's a lot of things that go into it. Like, if you are worried about being sustainable, you're going to use a completely different channel, like, distribution channel than somebody who isn't. It's just, like, your own needs. So that's kind of where, like, it's not, like, gatekeep your things. It's just kind of, like, you're probably not going to succeed with what I want because I have different goals. So if you don't care about being sustainable, you're probably paying more for something that, like, isn't a part of your business, you know?
0: Exactly, exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, so, and I think that another thing that you kind of touched on this like a little bit, but I think another thing that a lot of small businesses, when they first start out, you Google, like, you do, like, one Google search and find, let's say, it's, like, I don't know, selling a t-shirt, and you find, like, the first t-shirt, Distribute like, distributor or, you know, man- manufacturer and go with that and do, like, kind of minimal research. Mm-hmm. Um And I think that just spending, like, a day and, like, calling those places, um, and not saying you can't go with your first Google search that yeah. might be the best one because it shows up first because it's, you know, the best one. It's the one that most people use. But I think doing research just for yourself and like calling them knowing exactly what goes into everything what are like they might tell you that you know shipping times are whatever but like look at reviews what is what what are people saying talk to the actual people themselves like on customer service I think that like doing all of those you know just spend like even if it's two hours I think that that and I'm honestly talking to my past self because that in reality, is exactly what I did. I went with, like, one of the first ones that I found, and I ended up hating them and having to redo everything, Mm -hmm. and that saved, like, if I had just done a bit more research, maybe I still would have gone with the same place, but I have a feeling that I might have saved myself a bit of trouble. So, Yeah. yeah, um, and then moving on kind of to sort of channels, but, like, more in a sense of like customers, how are you actually going to meet with your customers? How are you going to um, interact with them? So what are your socials going to look like? Are you going to have a website or are you going to sell through Etsy? Um, where is your website going to be platformed? So are you going to do Shopify? Or are you going to do Squarespace? Yeah, are you going or... like, to code
1: it yourself? Yeah, are you
0: going to code it? Are you going to use, like, a template? Are you going to hire someone to do your website stuff? Um, and, like, are you going to be the one who manages the website? Or are you hiring, like, an assistant? All of those things are really important to um, to think of. And a really, yeah. uh, so this isn't something that we talked about in class, but I kept thinking about this, that they should add this, is the copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, not only how are you... Like physically, like are are when are they gonna see your product like on socials, but also what is the wording behind that? How are they actually going to like interact and perceive your brand? Yeah. Um, that's super important. Yeah, and so, I feel like
1: this is also like if you're gonna have a storefront, okay. But then this also still like again, you run everything back through like your ideal customer. So if your customer profile is somebody who needs things quick, needs to yes. you know, whatever, like yes easy it's gonna need to be a local thing like having a week-long shipping thing might not work for them or like you know even if it's like let's just say you're opening a restaurant do you want to drive through or not you know like yeah how are you gonna have curbside pickup are you gonna have only indoor like in in restaurant dining you know all of those kinds of things obviously like there's so many different industries and different things you have to consider but all of that's really important
0: yes definitely so the last thing I'll finally like finish up The whole, like, customer, you know, like, customer profile kind of thing is how are you going to acquire, or not not acquire, attain, attain and retain your customer. So we talked about the channels, but, like, how are you going to run ads, Mm -hmm. like, paid ads? Are you just going to do a TikTok a day and hope that one blows up, which is super valid, and if you do a TikTok every day, I am very jealous of you and yeah. very impressed um and and tiktok can like crazy blow up your business it's insane um so yeah so how are you going to attain your uh customer and then how are you going to retain them and that yeah. kind of goes back to your value proposition but again are you going to have good customer service which hopefully everyone does but you're going to have stellar customer service or just basic Um, are you going to have really cool packaging that you put a lot Mm -hmm. of effort into, um, socials, are you going to put like a crazy amount of work into socials? Are you going to interact with your customers on socials a lot?
1: Yeah. Um, We have an email list, a text list, you know, do you have a discount code you've given them for their next order? Like that's, and it's, I always learned that it's easier to retain a customer than to get a new one. So making sure, like, you try to get repeat customers as often as possible, Um, like, and don't, don't lose sight of that, because if you focus on that, that's going to work really well, and it's way, I mean, it's harder to convince somebody new to buy from you than it is to convince somebody who already has,
0: so. Yes, and money-wise, it's actually cheaper to retain a customer than it is to find a new one, Um, so yeah, you want to, you want to get those repeat customers, so then the next, or really the last part of this that i'll go over is not really one that i have a lot of advice for because it's really something that you either need to take like a class on or really a lot of like simple googling will help with this but i'm not going to be like this is how you do a cvp like that's so boring um but really you want to think about your prices you want to think about where or is your income coming in? So mm-hmm. let's say you're actually just an influencer. You don't have a service, really. You don't have a, um, a product. Your income could come from so many different places. It could come from, like, Amazon storefront, so your affiliates. You could have um, a discount code with some business that's bringing in money that way. You could have, um, you know, like, a paid a paid post, a paid story, like, how are you, and it's hard because those things you're not really going to know, like, how much or when, so that's when it gets kind of tricky, but how and where are you going to be pulling in money for Mm -hmm. this business, Um, and then you also want to think about your costs, and that, I think, really, the difference between variable costs and fixed costs um is probably the most important thing when you're starting out or at least just starting to think about these things and that's a variable cost is um when katie and i were in the past we're selling stickers the more stickers that you sell the more packaging we had to buy the mm-hmm. more sticker sheets we had to buy but then our cricket was we only had to buy it once it was a fixed cost and mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people only think about the fixed costs, so they're like, "Oh, well, I have to buy, um, I have to buy a printer, I have to buy a cricket, I have to buy. Let's say we didn't have a computer, I have to buy a computer." But yeah. you don't think about that upkeep. That you want. Yeah, and it gets keep, more and
1: more expensive. Yeah, as you it gets grow, more and yeah. more
0: expensive. So, like, yeah, you might be getting more sales, but you're also paying a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, is that going to be sustainable? And are, are you actually making money? And like, you're trying
1: to minimize variable costs yes. at the beginning. And, like, obviously, you're not trying to maximize your fixed costs, but, like, they are easier to you can't, budget for, yeah. I guess, you know?
0: Yes. And you exactly. kind of
1: can't, usually, can't do business without them. Same way you can't do business without packaging, but it's like, Maybe don't buy. Start off with like the most expensive, cute packaging,
0: right? And also, the, you know. the good thing about the good thing about variable costs is that you can change them over <laughs> time. So, um, let's say, I mean, rent gets into like a weird, weird area because it can sort of be a fixed cost, but it also can be a variable cost. But let's say, in the sense that it's a variable cost, in the sense of like a couple of years, if you are have a business that's big enough to need an office you can start that office small. You don't yep. need to have, like, the warehouse right mm-hmm. away. Because mm-hmm. why? Why? So same with your packaging and with maybe even your product. Like, sl- you can slowly grow things over time
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: rather than dropping everything. And And like we've said, like, maybe part of that is your value proposition. But you don't need to, like, pull out all the stops. Like, right away, that is just frankly a road straight to like losing money yeah because you're not gonna have that right away that can be your end goal and that's a great end goal but like work your way up to that
1: yeah and it's also Um, important i think to look at your variable costs and like when you're trying to plan things think like okay Let's just say it's a program, a customer management program that you use. And Mm -hmm. as you get more customers, you have to pay more. You need to budget in the future for like, okay, once I have this many customers, I need to upgrade this. So like, how is that going to fit into my budget Budget. for my business? You know, rather than just thinking like, okay, I spend 20 bucks a month now on this. Think about like, okay, well, when I get, you know, say you can only have five customers for 20 bucks a month. When I get that sixth customer, I'm going to have to upgrade it. So what's that going to look like? Am I going to be making enough money at that point? Like, do I need to reevaluate, you know?
0: Right. Yes. Exactly. And I think that's a really great point. Also, that like a lot of people think of it just in a product price versus a product cost of goods, yeah. which is like you know how to how much you take to make the product, um, how much whatever. But you also have to think about the things that aren't actually the product. So like a management system is a good example. Um, if it takes more money to run your website, depending on like, if you have, like, a larger, yeah. um, you know, traffic, um, if you have to pay more, that's important to think yeah. about. Or, so like, yeah, the, so you, Adobe,
1: if you're a designer. Like, all yes, of those things exactly. you need to think about. Obviously, you're not trying to, like, have, you know, don't charge 30 bucks for a sticker because Adobe's 20 bucks a month. Like, that's not what we're saying. But right, just, like, right. keep those things into, in like, an account. And that's, I think I did a lot of random pricing whenever I had my business. Mm-hmm. Um and if you really like do it right and you actually sit down and look at what you're spending you can make a a price that you're comfortable with that will like work for you and work for your life. Right. And it also depends on your business goals too. I mean, if you're trying to make a living off of your business, you have to consider that and consider like all of that stuff as well and Paying time and everything. And like yeah, that. but if you know, if you're okay with not making a huge profit margin, then that's totally fine too. Like
0: Totally. It, yeah. It
1: really is up to you.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I really this like like I said it's this isn't really like I mean I guess it's advice but it's not actionable advice but I'll leave it off with I think that you need to make a budget like Katie and I've talked about and that is a great episode to come after last week's episode so mm-hmm. if you are scared by that concept go listen to last week's episode um but then also you once you do your budget I would do that first The second thing that I want you to do is do a CVP analysis, which is a cost, volume, profit analysis. And that really, you can Google it. You can find templates online. Um, And especially the smaller your business, the easier that it will be. You really just break it down quarter by quarter. But you can also Mm -hmm. do it yearly. But that is really where you are going to figure out or plan where is your money coming from and how much money are you going to have at a certain time? Because I think that Katie and I very much were, had no idea how much like business money we had when we mm-hmm. had our businesses, like oh, no idea. ever. No. So yeah, n- no idea. Um, and so that is something that's super important. Um, knowing if you're in the negatives, knowing if you're in the positives, that's also where you can start to think about, um, investors um mm-hmm. i won't go to we can talk about this in another episode because i've already been i have not shut up for a while um but i can talk if, if you want me i can also dm me if you want to talk about that but i think saving up your own money and putting your own money into a separate account mm-hmm. not just using your personal account that is a really good um idea another one if you have a large idea that you don't think that you'll be able to save up enough money to do yourself, a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. It's a really great idea. Um, you can get a bank loan. Probably not going to give you a bank loan for, like, $200. So if you if it's, like, $200, just, like, save. Um, yeah. And then the other one, would this is if you're really getting into, like, the big dogs uh, business, is to pitch to an angel investor. Um And that's really when you'd start to get into, like, trying to find somebody through LinkedIn.
1: Or literally Shark Um, Tank.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally Shark Tank. Um, But all of that,
1: you obviously be careful. Like, don't be like, I am going to, because then you could end up in big debt. So all of this is, like, a very well thought out, you know. know. Yes,
0: and and that is the point of, like, you don't start thinking about investors until you have done all of this. Mm -hmm. And... One of the biggest takeaways that my professor wanted, and he said this before we even had the class, is that it's okay if this business idea doesn't pan out. Yeah. So, it's better to walk away and either make some changes or, you know, start a new idea. It's better to do that than to force a business that is just not viable. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's pretty much my two cents, so hope it was helpful. Feel free to DM me if you have any questions, um, but yeah. yeah.
1: And of course, like, there's so much more that really goes into that, but that's like just totally. crash that's like a, yeah, a crash course from Alexis's class that was already kind of a crash course. Um, yes,
0: and Scab, please don't this. sue me. I didn't, I, those were my own, my own words, so.
1: <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, we'll get into random questions after all of that extremely... Um, detailed lecture material. Um, so the first one is What is the grossest thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> I can start. Alexis has raised to me about this before. So when I was in Italy, um, I was, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast because it was, did we have the, no, we didn't have the podcast. Um, I was on a school trip. So it was with my college. The professor was, he was just like making us try all kinds of things. Like he would just pop into a store and bring something out and like make us try it. So he popped into a little store and he came out with this weird looking apple looking thing. I was like, that looks kind of interesting. He gives us each a piece of it. It's not an apple, guys. It's not an apple. It's marzipan. And it is like, uh, it's like almond flavored sugar
0: candy. It's um what is it it's just like almond paste basically yeah it's, yeah yeah
1: um it's... anyway it's just like not good um <laughs> and I'm sure it like is good sometimes but like it, that's just not I don't like things that are crazy sugary and I also don't even really love almond flavored things like I don't really like like wedding cake flavored things or like
2: mm-hmm. things
1: like that so it, it was bad and it was also just like I didn't know what I was eating that whole trip he would just hand us stuff so like I didn't know like I yeah. didn't know what I was eating so I was like this is and yeah, was... the texture was awful.
0: So, okay, so I was roasting Katie before we started recording because she said that. First of all, it's marzipan because it's... Marzipan is from Switzerland, I, I believe. I might get roasted if that's incorrect. Uh, but I I'm believe be it going. is from Switzerland. Um, is it?
1: Hold on. Germany, Italy, Spain.
0: Oh, Germany. Okay, yeah, whatever. My family's German and from switzerland so that makes sense
1: what nationality
0: is (laughs) (laughs) it's from germany okay that makes sense okay but first of all i don't blame you at all for thinking it's gross one i feel like it's very much like an acquired taste and Mm -hmm. you definitely have to like like i grew up with it and even i sometimes if i have like bad marzipan i think it's disgusting like straight up nasty spit it out um but first of all what makes what what triggers me to think that you had bad one uh or bad marzipan is that you, you had said bad one <laughs> you had bad one um was it you said it's too sugary and good marzipan shouldn't be that sugary it's yeah more it like, is bad to yeah, me it, it
1: tasted it, it was like reminiscent a little bit of like saltwater taffy but like not in a good way oh it was just no. like not good and like like, also, just, like, I'm not trying to, like, roast anybody's, like, culture or anything. It literally, yeah, I just yeah. didn't like it. Like, there's plenty of American yeah, yeah. foods that I don't like. I hate, well, oh, my God. I was going to say olives. Those are not American. <laughs> I,
0: I don't like olives either. either.
1: Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's I plenty. Like no food is
0: actually American except for, no. like, burgers.
1: <laughs> I know. There's plenty of foods, though, that I don't like. Obviously, it's nothing to do with anybody's yeah. culture. And I appreciate everybody's culture. And when I was in Italy, I was willing to try anything. There were just anything. things yeah. I just didn't Well, remember.
0: and that's the thing also that, like, I would definitely I can envision you or just anyone being handed marzipan and then biting into that. I would straight up gag. No, I like, mean like I just didn't know what it was. What like you, yeah, yeah, you have to like know exactly It was also you just like
1: the middle of the day and we were like sweating yeah. outside. Ugh, it was just like yeah. being
0: hot and eating marzipan sounds like no. literally gag. No. I feel like that's you, the kind of thing
1: that you eat and then you're like like whenever you're like I'm gonna try this and then you like think about it and you're like I kind of want to eat that again and then you're like oh I kind of want to eat that again like you just like you know so it's not like you're gonna pick it up every time you're going to the store
0: yes and you're not really gonna like bite into it either you're not gonna like throw a marzipan in your mouth like ew I my goal now is that on some trip we're going to like sit outside of like a coffee shop somewhere and like people watch and you have like tea or like a coffee and you have one marzipan in front of you and you like bite on it yeah
1: see I think that would be better it was just like we were in the street and he handed each of us a piece and then I was like what is this and then I was like this is bad and of course again I'm not like but like like if you like that that's disgusting it just was not for me but what is the worst thing you've ever eaten shark culture is that?
0: shark Um Shark tail. Yes. So oh my God, Ocean. I, I ate shark tail. Um, so my family loves seafood. Like I my dad always says like the first thing that I ever ate, like solid food, was or my I think my first solid seafood or something was lobster. I still loved lobster. Um, but I remember one day my mom was like, Yeah, we should like try making something new. And so we got, like, shark. I don't know where, but it was, I straight, like, even my mom, like, immediately spat it out. And we made, like, Annie's mac and cheese. Like, it was heinous. Oh, my God. Yeah, truly disgusting. And I'm sure that, like, I'm sure my, like, white mother did not know how to make shark taste good. So I'm sure that it could taste good. But whatever way that my mother made shark was truly just like an abomination so
1: I feel like with things like that like weird foods like that like you can't try to make them at home like if you want them to be good you have to get them like no but I'm like not picky like I love raw oysters I love like snail Mm -hmm. like I'm willing Mm -hmm. to try anything I
0: love escargot Escargot Yes, so so good good.
1: but um I'm willing to try anything like I alligator is good squirrel I've eaten is good Um, yeah
0: that's something that's we're not going to the Dairy Queen and to Cheesecake Factory nah, and eating alligator eat s- and squirrel.
1: Alligator and squirrel. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So those that, on the very opposite end of the spectrum, our other random question for today is what is your favorite Easter candy? I know we're a little early, but in all honesty, we just couldn't come up with another question. So this is what we came up with. Mine is robin eggs. So good. What? Girl, you don't know what
0: robin eggs are? Like a Cadbury egg?
1: No, robin eggs are different. They're like Whoppers, basically. They're like malt eggs. Let me look them up. Robin's candy. Oh. <laughs> Gotta look up the candy. Oh, I, sh- I,
0: only te- I only typed in Robin. Yeah,
1: they're literally, they're literally like Whopper brand. They're just, oh, oh, yeah, yeah They're just yeah, okay, Whoppers, yeah, yeah. but they're very they're Easter-colored. And to me, it seems luxury.
0: So, those are my favorite. Luxury. Um, okay, um, I would say that... It's not really a candy, but, like, a lint chocolate bunny. Dude,
1: I got a little Ghirardelli, like, chocolate caramel
0: Mm -hmm. eggs. Mm -hmm. I also do love the, like, um... See, you know, like, the Cadbury egg that, like, has, like, the, the goo?
1: There's so much of it, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I hate, but, like, you know, okay, you know those, like, cookies that have the pink icing? Yeah. I feel the same about mm-hmm. those as I do the Cadbury eggs with like the cream in it because like yeah. I love them but I also kind of hate them yeah and like if I'm not in the right mood I will gag
1: I also love a starburst jelly bean and that's like really yeah. Easter candy like you really can't find that yeah. any other time but okay right. we've talked for so so long um mm-hmm. and we hope that you guys enjoyed this uh, again it was it's it was like a free lecture uh, like a skillshare class but from
0: literally from the funniest woman on me. the internet so what can you say so like what can you get where can you get better? (laughs) like you
1: honestly can't complain anyway um thank you guys for listening and be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts this is your formal reminder please leave us a review we like to look at them when we're sad um and (laughs) subscribe to keep up with our (laughs) weekly episodes
0: and then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic and over on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. And our personal accounts, Katie Creative Co. and Alexis Adams Aldrich. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.